0: All right, everyone, welcome to the Lion's Guide podcast where we take on topics in performance and personal growth by exploring success stories and lessons learned, interview expert guests and review books and other resources to help us establish clarity, build our courage and lead. I'm your host, Dale Walls, founder of Lion's Guide and certified high performance coach. On today's episode, we have Mr. Luke Harlan. Luke Harlan is a well sought after transformational mindset change agent health coach and dynamic speaker freeing people from the common myths conceptions and limiting beliefs holding them back from becoming the best versions of of themselves to thrive in every area of their life on this episode luke and i dive into all that and more so if you like the sound of that hit the subscribe button now so you don't miss any of our other great guests and content and now let's start the show everyone. Welcome to the show. And today we have the powerful Mister Luke Harlan. Um, and before I, you know, get Luke started and introduce himself, I just wanted to start the show with, you know, Luke is uh, someone who really uh, brought a lot of value to me to kind of start in this journey. You know, I, I, I Luke, I met you just just reaching out on LinkedIn or something like that. And uh, I was trying to start this brand Lions Guide. I want to make these t-shirts and all that stuff. And, and you know, you kind of hit me with this, you know, Hey dude, like you got all this experience and you know, what, what are you doing? Like you're going to go make t-shirts. <laughs> like you, you could be out there helping people. So uh, I want to start this show just thanking you for that. Cause you definitely, you, you triggered me. you like, yeah, I do love helping people. And I do have a lot to give from my experience and lessons and whatever. And, uh, and it's, just a bit. actually, it was something that I want to do for a long time. So here we are, you know, when I was putting my list of uh, podcast guests together, you're at the top because I just wanted to, you know, I love your insight and uh, what we're going to give us to work today around mindset and things like that. So, but I want to start again with thanking you for uh, giving me that necessary push like a, like a good coach does. So uh, let you have at it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from.
1: All right. Uh, Dale, I appreciate that. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. You, I, you're I, you welcome. All I'm going to say is you're welcome. And I hope uh, everyone in the world's going to benefit from it because you are a shining star in the making. So much to give and offer much more than t-shirts. So uh, <laughs> uh, you can have your t-shirts, but there's so much more uh, to your experience that uh, people should uh, value and listen to and listen to your podcast for. Uh, and obviously, I'm going to be a raving fan as well. Um, yeah, my name is Luke Harlan. I'm a transformational mindset coach. Um, also health coach because that's that really plays a big part in mindset is to get the your whole self healthy uh, so you can apply um, strategies, tactics, and techniques. But a lot of those are external. When I talk about transformational mindset, I really talk about helping people get unstuck and out of their own way. I think most of us feel like we are meant to be more, to do more, to have more, and we're just unsure how to get there. Uh, And I help my clients and I help people realize that we actually have so much more control of ourselves when we can process and go through our mindsets to make it in alignment with our goals and not be the impediment to them. Um, And we have a coaching program for that called Mindset Freedom. Um, But I just love helping people realize their potential and getting them out of their own way. That is my passion, my calling. It's something that took me 20 years of my own journey to figure out. And I hope I can uh, shortcut that for you guys today. Awesome. Yeah. So how did, you didn't just start there, right? So what? Oh. <laughs> what before you became a coach? Like what? 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 What did you used to do? You know, what? Uh, I used to chase the shiny ball around like every ABD <laughs> entrepreneur. Um, right. Well, before all that, no, I started out. You know, relatively conventionally. You know, like school, and then uh, there's some things that happen. I, I feel like I'm the product of a lot of things happening in life. Um, You know, it's kind of out of the blue. And then I've learned later, they're not really out of the blue. We bring these things on ourselves. But yeah, no, I like I had to leave college early. My dad went through some things. I had to go out on my own. I had to be a little more independent, you know, sooner than later. Uh, And I just found myself really loving the opportunity to learn more and to grow more. But I was capped in a lot of ways because I had limiting beliefs. I had a construct of what I thought the world owed me, what I thought the world would do as far as business and things like that. So I kind of just uh, went through a bunch of different, um, you know, industries. You know, I've, I've been in, uh, I, how heck I worked for a copy service, you know, at one point, you know, managing that I went into, uh, I had a venture capital startup, which was uh, absolutely amazing. That kind of awoken my eyes up to entrepreneurship and creative and independent thinking. Um, economy crushed that <laughs> with nine eleven because I was in the insurance business. Uh, then I rolled into mortgages and I really really loved helping people, you know, restructure finances, getting that American dream, you know, the home ownership, that kind of fun stuff. Uh, Then we had the housing crisis and that kind of crushed that when I started out on my own with my own mortgage company. So I kept getting knocked down, but I always had this, but I still had this conventional mindset of the nine to five worker. And I kept, But I always as a dreamer, it's kind of it's a it's a conflict I think many of us have is that we have these big dreams inside, but they get muted by the roles and responsibilities of daily life, especially when you have a family and you got to take care of these expenses. Anyway, I just kind of kept rolling from like one industry to another as one kind of got shut down or life hit it. Uh, And then I found myself. But the cool thing is I found myself with these skill sets. I always skilled up. I got into marketing and uh, learning how to communicate effectively and in sales uh, when I was in the mortgage side of the business, running my own company, that that part of the division. And then uh, when that uh, crumbled, I just hung up my shingles, a marketing strategist. And then I loved helping businesses grow and then develop the tools, had an agency on the back end. But as I was going through this, I was doing the two steps forward, one step back in a lot of areas of my life. Uh, So I decided to, hey, what's the common denominator with everything I'm going through? And pretty much it was me. So I started working on a lot of self-improvement. And when I came into that realm, I realized that a lot of my clients and leaders of companies and CEOs and owners were facing the same mindset issues. They were having problems resolving their own impediment, their own hurdles, their own limiting beliefs, their own uh, whatever egos a lot of times. Um, you know, that were holding them back from uh, truly uh, growing and, and kind of realizing the dreams that they had for their business and themselves. I was one of them. So that's how I evolved into helping people go through uh, the necessary shift to free themselves, to free their minds so they can apply the best versions of themselves without being their own impediment uh, through a program that I helped develop for myself first by being an, an ever learner and then uh, paying that forward uh, to others. And that's really what brings us here today. And I've gone from, you know, systematic, institutionalized nine to five brain to now this ability that I think uh, tap into everyone's greatest potential. Everyone has something to offer, a skill set, an ability to transform and be a life of service on others. That's going to bring so much reward and abundance to them that I I, I see it in everybody and I just want to free that for themselves.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, the old adage like it's better to give than to receive, right? And Absolutely. I, that 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 servant mindset, right? Like, you know, I come from tech, right? And and as I reflected back on that, like where did my joy come from? Like I look, I, I know this stuff. I can I can make your laptop stand up on a, your desk and do a backflip, right? Like I can I can do that stuff, but that wasn't the reward I got out of it, the reward I got. And even what made me go into business was, you know, I would go into these small businesses just from association. Like uh, I think the, my first ever client was uh, a customer that was a leasing company. She worked at the leasing company. And, you know, here I am, I'm running a 7,500 user network in the, in the Marine Corps. And, uh, and this guy's like got three computers and he's like, man, my calendar, my back then, my Blackberry, they don't sync up. <laughs> blah, blah, And I went in there and I, I mean, I was there for, one, two hours max. And I just like blew, I mean, I just blew him away going, no, 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 watch this. And yes, I knew that stuff. I knew how to solve all his problems, but my real reward was like the glow. I I just like unlocked his business, his efficiency. And that was, that was the reward. And I loved that, right? And I don't think I really realized that till later. Like I saw like, hey man, there's a business out there. I can go do this and I can help small businesses. But like what I came to learn was that 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 serve that act of serving
1: is what was the reward right i mean that's just absolutely and i think that and when you shed ego when you start doing things for other people it's one of the one of the things i gravitated to early on before i learned how to adopt it and fully embrace it and kind of mature into it uh was a quote from zig zigler who is a great sales trainer and business leader he said if you help another enough other people get what they want you'll always get what you want and that really comes down to the pay it forward model is if you do things altruistically, yes, we have to earn a living and we value our time, our skills, and we pass that on. But if there isn't a joy in passing that on, if the intrinsic value is just economic, you're never going to connect and reach people on a deeper level. And what we really want is impact. As we get older, for those of you who are getting older, like I feel like I'm coming into the thing where it's, It's more about impact and legacy. It's what am I going to leave behind? How can I pass it on to someone where they now have a body of knowledge that they can pass on to others and it it, it keeps flowing out? It's, um, you know, I I liken it to, you know, like sometimes we're just a pebble in our own pond. Um, And if we can create one ripple and usually that cascades to the people around us, maybe our family, our kids or our coworkers. But if you can also, you know, empower them and inspire them to pass on their skills, um, to someone else, they become pebbles in their own pond. And pretty soon we're kind of rocks in an ocean and creating these huge waves of positivity and legacy moving forward. And it's just a great, great feeling. So that joy of bringing that to someone else, um, to me is, is, is the reward. And I think that's intrinsic to all of us. If we really went deep down into kind of our human existence and why we were, you know, put on this earth.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tell me a little bit, what, what is mindset freedom to you?
1: Uh, it's really taking control of our brains and our, and our neurology so we can have the lives that we want. And I, I think that's where people, especially in this day and age, you know, feel really stuck and feel powerless because every, all this external is controlling their ability t- to do certain things. You know, kind of rest- and at the end of the day, uh, we are, we've been given this great gift of free will, uh, which means we have choice And one of the biggest choices that we have is how, whether we, we react or respond to something. A lot of times we just uh, emotionally react, uh, which nine times out of 10 is probably actually, you know, gasoline on a fire. Uh, And then, or we intelligently respond, but the only way we can intelligently respond is really evaluate how our brain works. And a lot of people don't realize that in a nanosecond, there's a situation that happens, your brain processes a thought, it creates an emotion that's backed by a belief system, which is really part of your identity, you make a decision, and then you take an action, and then you're going to get results from those actions, but we do this in a split second, and we don't really observe or self-aware Is that process going through the checkpoints of something that's in alignment? Are our belief systems in alignment with our actual conscious goals? And most of the time they're not because what people don't realize is that your beliefs were programmed into you, 90% of them, before you're the age of seven. From family, from community, from the TV, from the news, maybe from religion, whatever it is, your identity was literally like a computer. You're you're in the tech, we were in the tech business that, you know, you buy the laptop, it comes with an operating system already. That's the way you are. But the problem is, is if those beliefs are incongruent with what you're trying to accomplish now, whether it's abundance or wealth or, you know, it be, you know, a loving, caring, open relationship, whatever it may be, or getting healthier or earn more money whatever it may be if, if you have beliefs that are conflicting with the actions that you need to take to achieve those things you're always going to be in your own way and that is just really mindset it's a matter of the brain so we teach our clients to transform those processes evaluate validate and verify challenge and choose and through a systematic progression so they literally free their minds to make decisions that will be completely alignment with their new vision and goals so they can achieve them and not just get in their own way that makes sense
0: Yeah, no, it really does. And I would say probably my first exposure to this idea, I'll say, is, uh, you know, T. Harv Harv Eckert, uh, you know, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, right? And, you know, he goes into this, right? He goes like, yeah, well, when I came up, I think it's been a while since I read it, but if I recall, it's like, hey, when I came up, my father was a flipper. He flipped houses and, you know, and I that was ingrained in me. That was my blueprint. He, I think he does use he calls it out. He's like, that That was the blueprint that was pro- pro- programmed into my brain. Sure. So when I became an adult, I thought that's the way I live, right? I build houses, I flip houses, and I, I drag my family from house to house every two <laughs> years that we're going to live in and, and fix up and flip. And, and that is key, right? I think, you know, millionaire minds, uh, as you were, uh, mindset freedom is yeah getting exposed to other journeys, other perspectives, because you're right, the way we come up, like, I don't know, we, we just kind of think that's this is the way it is. This is the way we're supposed to be. This is, you know, my parents didn't go to college, I don't need to go to college. I was one of the things that, you know, coming up as an adolescent, I didn't give a crap about high school. My grades reflected because I was like, what do I care? You know, I'm not going to school. Sure. Uh, my parents didn't go to school. I'm not going to school. Not that I had an idea what the hell I was going to do, <laughs> you know, when school was over other than probably go get a job. Right. And, um, oh, no, not that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, just something blue collar, just fall in, sure. right. Just fall in line with the way things work in this small town.
1: But is that yeah. that been your experience as well? Yeah. Well, I think it highlights two things. One, we don't know what we don't know. It's just like any resources. Like if you have three Legos in front of a, in, in front of you, and that's all you know, how much how much creativity is there? Um, you know, if you're not exposed to new ideas or what's possible, then you can't you can't put it in, in, in your um you know in your model. Like of what do I want to do? It's like when you're a little kid, like, oh, I want to be a fireman, a policeman, an astronaut, you know, president, like it was like four occupations. And we all know there's millions of occupations. But if you, if you're confined to a certain set, then that's all you're going to be. And that's all you're going to fit yourself into. So, you know, that's, that's the first thing is, is, is realizing it's self-aware. You just don't know what you don't know. So the more you learn, the more you're an ever learner, you open up your world to possibilities of things you may be interested in. That, so that's like that that first step uh, of just being more self-aware uh, and just get, gaining more information. And I love T. Hart uh, Ecker because he was the first one who challenged me. He said, your thoughts aren't your own and they betray you. Yeah. And I was like, this sounds like some Star Wars thing. You know, <laughs> You know? I was like, you know, <laughs> fear leads to, you know, anger, anger leads to the dark side, you know, yeah. and it's like. I said, what is that? And it it, it started my journey because I, I, you know, I read that book. I've experienced, um, you know, being an ever learner, experiencing so many people uh, who knew so much more than I did. Uh, Just to open up my horizons and try to think a little bit differently because I knew where I was. I was stuck. And, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So you have to consume information that's going to open up your perspective. And so when I heard your thoughts aren't your own, I really dug deep. And that's when I learned that we are programmed. We are, you know, programmed with these beliefs, with this this system uh, internally that most of us don't challenge that we go on in our entire lives and we say, oh yeah, of course I want abundance. I want wealth. Why do I want wealth? Because it has freedom. It allows me actually, you know, it allows me to have choice and freedom in life. I mean, that's what really wealth does. Money in its own construct doesn't do anything. It's just an object. It's how we utilize it. But if your belief set is, hey, maybe money was scarce when you're growing up, or uh, it's always attributed to being gained uh, illegally or unlawfully or immorally. So people who were rich were automatically bad people. If that was your belief set, then that's going to be incongruent with your trying to create wealth for yourself or create opportunity for others or establish freedom in your life of choice. So of course, you're going to be handcuffed and you're going to sabotage yourself along your journey. Uh, So that's why belief in that part of the mindset, intrinsically part of your identity has to be challenged, has to be, you have to go and and do that introspective look with self-awareness, but we really can't get into that until we're aware of what else is out there and why it's incongruent. And that's where you just don't know what you don't know. So if you're not open To learning and curious to explore those things then you're only going to have a limited set of information to make decisions on and you you can never make the larger puzzle
0: right yeah and i mean look it goes and it's like the more you learn and expose yourself to the more you learn that you don't know right it's just like that that old quote of you know all i know is no, i know nothing right and the more you choose a life of learning. Right. And, 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 and I, and you hit a porn in this and I, I definitely want to hit this part of it, which is, which is ego, man, uh, check in oh, yeah. the ego and just getting real, you know, um, and, and, in this day and age, right. There's so much of ego, um, not to go down the whole social media rabbit hole just yet, but you know, just generally, right. Like you mentioned it with some of your clients, like, so what are, what are some things that you commonly see that, that, you're working with folks on to to overcome
1: well i think the first one is is fear i think that we're just we live in this fragile judgmental society um where people are just projecting their own securities on others and judging them just to make themselves feel better i mean it's really unfortunate but that's really i think a real kind of cancer in the in, in the thinking process where and it really and that is part of ego you know, if we could dispel ego and just be open to the fact that we don't know and, and ask for help. I mean, for some reason, it's been very frowned like asking for help is some point of weakness. It's actually a huge point of strength. I mean, if we're, if we're a country that champions education, why is asking for help a weakness? I mean, isn't that education? Isn't it saying, here's something I don't know that I would like to know. Can you please help me learn it or teach it to me or point in the right direction? So I think, and that and that is in alignment with, you know, the fear of being judged, the fear of being successful, the fear of failure. It kind of par- puts you in a paralysis for you not to raise your hand, to not seek advice, to not put yourself out there. And then that leads to the, the the third domino of just, you know, a minimal life, which is lack of confidence. If you're not, if you don't have the confidence to ask for help, to put yourself out there, to try something new, to evolve and change, then you're never going to get anywhere. You're going to just kind of repeat the same life day after day. It's a groundhog day of a minimal existence, which is really contrary to what your internal clock is saying. I really want more, but I'm too afraid to do this. And that's why the ever learning theme is going to keep cropping up in this conversation, because the more you know, the more you skill up, what happens is you become more confident and confidence leads to confidence and confidence is what opens the door to new opportunities, to being brave enough to say, I don't know. And I'd love to learn. And that actually taps in to our human desire to help other people. We talked about paying it forward. If some people look at guru's I could never talk to them. When you start acquiring skills, the first thing we want to intrinsically do is pass them on. We want to help others. That's just how we're wired. And so it's it's really tapping into our human nature, but we need to overcome these things that are are constricting and restricting our mindsets to allow ourselves to open the open opportunity to embrace them. So they're all interrelated and they're interconnected, and we kind of have to address them systematically. Uh, but they all originate from your belief systems, which create your identity because your identity is based on your decisions. Every decision you make. Uh, you know, alters the course of your life and who you are. So if they're based on a subconscious belief set, that's incongruent with your bigger goals, you're making decisions to live the life you don't want, you're going to be frustrated, you're going to be stuck, you're going to be angry, you're, you're it's going to create an emotion set that is going to pull you away from abundance and put you into scarcity.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a that's a real key, right, that you that for those of you who maybe are, are embarking on this path, and, and you're checking yourself you're checking your own ego maybe or something to think about but you hit on a key point right like the general human desire is to serve right so you know i was working with a client who just always references their their introversion and um and 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 there's this fear of seeming like you don't know right so you know they didn't want to make small talk because they didn't want to get caught seeming like they didn't know something right they didn't know about a topic or whatever and i and i brought this up he said look you know, when someone comes to you about something you know, and you get the joy of telling them, right? You get to fill them in. They go, hey, you know, Jerry, you know, what? tell me about X. And you go, hey, X, blah, blah, blah. And you, like, get to serve them. I was like, you're robbing yourself and them that opportunity. Like, when you kind of shut down or you you kind of, you know, exit stage, right, as fast as you can from small tar- talk when you're networking or meeting new people or whatever, out of fear of looking like you don't know something, man, you, it's a, it's a major missed opportunity. Like it's a great opportunity to go, wow. It, it seems like, you know, a lot about that. I honestly, I don't know anything about that. And I would love to learn more like what, blah, blah, blah. And just get into it. Right. Like now you're, you're learning something. Well, that's you're, the
1: security piece.
0: You're, yeah. You're building connection. Like you're giving them the opportunity, mean, Uh, it's just
1: something, man, that just the ego, you know, you got to break it down. Well, it's a security piece. I mean, you, you, you don't, we all think that, you know, everyone knows what we know when they don't, I mean, you mentioned it before. You you know, you ran a you know seventy five hundred user networker, and then you go to a business that can't even like hook a BlackBerry up to one computer, but yet you do it. Your body of knowledge to you that was easy, but it changed, it transformed that person's business. It's like for someone who doesn't know, you know, a, a three year old that doesn't know how to tie shoes, and you teaching them to tie shoes so they don't trip and fall, and they feel so empowered because they have this new skill. That is is wonderful. Um, I think we're caught in this. I have to know everything before I can pass it along. We're always learning. No one knows everything. And so we have to realize that we are the kind of um, the gurus of ourselves. I hate to use that word, but we're we're the authority figure if we know one more thing than the person we're talking to because we can pass it along and empower them. So we have value at every step of our journey. And I think people just kind of shut down and figure that there's this ending point. There is no ending point. If you have valuable information that someone else doesn't have – Pass it on, and that's how you have skills and value. That's how we have, you know, trade, and that's what I that uh, intrinsically. I think we got to get over ourselves. We're not going to be perfect. We're going to skin our knees. We're going to make mistakes. There is no failure. It's just an opportunity to learn what didn't work and what will work in the future. And and it is ego. It's that fear of failure. It's a fear of being laughed at or maybe not living up to your own expectations or standards. But if you think about it, that is just a fantasy world we're creating in our own heads. Uh, We are born with only two fears, the fear of falling and the fear of loud noises. Everything else is a learned trait. What can be learned can be unlearned and replaced with better things that are going to support your goals. So that's what I love, like, you know, neurology and neurotherapy and neurocoaching is that we have a really great with neuroplasticity. I love using the word neuro four times in a row. I think I got an extra steak, steak knife for it. But the, uh, but with that, it just means that we have the ability to reprogram our brains, create new habits, create new belief systems, you know, do things that will install in our bodies to have new behaviors in our mindset. Um, it's just really, really fascinating that you have control of these things once you learn how to do it. And that's what we teach our clients how to do so they can take this process and apply it to every area of life. But it really comes down to, yes, that ego, you have to be open and curious and vulnerable and ready to learn. Otherwise, you're going to reject anything, no matter if it's the cure for cancer, no matter if it's like, you know, how to make a million dollars in two minutes, you're going to reject it if you are too afraid to be open and vulnerable to it. And I think that's what really happens. It's this insecurity that just um, stops people in their tracks and creates this fear, which is completely fabricated in their own brains and really doesn't exist in reality. Look, and it
0: it leads to a life of mediocrity, right? You you never want to push that limit out of fear that you won't make it, right? Or you know what I mean? You it just that that fear of outcome, right? Uh, you know if that that it won't be you won't be as good as you thought you could be, or, or it won't be what you thought it could be. I mean, you know, and I think just look for those listening, right here's the permission that you need. to Just go, just do it. It's okay. Right? Like, like you're going to be looked at, I would say probably more for having the courage to try something new, go learn something new. You're going to be more admired for making that effort and failing. than not at all. Right? Like, because again, look around, we, we all have these fears. It's general, you know, it's, 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 it's prevalent as populist, unfortunately today, but just, just, showing courage and taking action, right? Uh, You're going to shine just in doing that anymore. You know what I mean? I I just, it's just my opinion and more I've learned is just taking these leaps, you know,
1: here's the permission you're looking for. Go do it. And that's the best word you just said, permission. And that's what I find out is people need permission because if you, if you look at our societies built on a permission-based system, we don't matriculate through school we don't go from you know junior high to high school unless someone confers a degree and says okay you can move forward now same in the college you can you, you know teachers control the grades you can't go from one year to another until someone says okay you pass this test you can go on suddenly you're in the workforce you cannot get a promotion unless you get a a, a review you know an annual review and then you can matriculate higher and the problem is is that That is training you to be a worker, to be a cog in a machine in nine to five. There's nothing wrong. If that gives you comfort, if that's your skill set, if that brings you joy working in that type of environment, God bless. No no judgment on it. But understand you're trained to be within a system as opposed to having permission to follow maybe what are your dreams outside. And that is just – and that's completely value-based. When you have the confidence that you know you have something that the market desires – and you put yourself out there. You can do it at any age and at any experience level because there's someone who knows less than you that wants to know what you know. And that's really the permission basis that we have to overcome. There's a um, Robert uh, Ringer wrote a great book, uh, and there's a concept in it that was called you know ladder climbing versus leapfrogging. Ladder climbing is one rung at a time, permission based, as opposed to leapfrogging, is that you see something, you skill up. You have the confidence to go after it, go after it. You have the courage to put yourself out there and you can leapfrog to whatever level that you want to on your own because you're taking a separate you're, – you're breaking from the mainstream. You're taking your own course of action uh, based on your your true desires and bringing out the best in you by leveling up. And that's – and the courage – the other thing is, is there's no downside. We all know if, if nothing changes, nothing changes. If you're currently in pain, if you're currently stuck, if you're currently you know, doubting the, you know, the direction of your life and that you want more, to be more, to give more, to have more, then you already know the, what you're living in now and what you're doing. You already know that pain. You already know the reality of it. So what's the downside in doing something different? There is no downside. There's an experience. There's a learning curve. Hey, maybe that didn't work. You didn't fail. You learn that's not what you want to do or that's not how to do it. So you try again and you try again and you try again. And that's how we skill up and that's how we toughen our skin. And that's how we skin our knees and do all the fun stuff that transforms us into the person we want to become. And that's and that's that's really a a key point. I love how you talked about permission and courage because you already know where you are. Why not? What's the downside of trying and opening yourself
0: up to it? Well, it's, it's the comfort zone, right? Like, uh, there's this comfort zone and today this comfort zone is vast, you know, just everything is so accessible. It is so, uh, the other way to look at it, it's so easy to be in a comfort zone today, right? You could, you can do the bare minimum, you know, and get by, you know, uh, how ha- some ways that, that you help clients kind of, you know, gain new experiences, break out, break out of the
1: comfort zone. Well, is it, is first actually explain what the comfort zone really is. Sure. And, and people don't really understand was the comfort zone. We think of an external like, okay, I have food, shelter, and clothing. The comfort zone is actually your, your brain coming from the fight or flight mechanism of trying to keep you alive. And it comes from a part of your brain called the amygdala. And so whenever there's a change, and that change could be good. That could be great for you. It could, you know, help you lose weight and you know be more healthy and physically fit. Uh, it could bring new opportunities in. It could whatever it could do. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Your brain doesn't want any part of it. Your brain, your amygdala makes a split second decision saying, Hey, we're gonna keep to the what we're doing now, because any change could open us up to dying. That's the old like, you know, caveman days. Hey, we changed the way we're gonna do something, we're gonna get eaten. And we have to realize that our brain is gonna sabotage us, it's gonna be a trickster. So whenever we try something new, we're going to have a gut feeling that's going to tell, which is going to try to poke holes in it. It's going to dismantle it. It's going to tell you you don't need it. You don't really want to achieve it. It's going to be a trickster. So you have to fight through that. But knowing it's there, knowing that voice isn't your own voice, that is a fight, flight, or freeze type uh, automatic response from our evolution. Knowing that, having that knowledge, and this comes back to self-awareness and knowing what you don't know, now you know it exists. So you can work through it with the help of a coach, with the help of a mentor, with the help of a program or a structure that you can overcome that over time to reinstall the new belief sets, to reinstall the new behaviors, the habits that become behaviors, rewrite those grooves. So when you talk about like, how do you get out of the comfort zone? It's recognizing one, how your brain works, why it's a trickster why your thoughts aren't your own because they were embedded before you're you know seven from everywhere else and you have to challenge and choose and validate and verify and all these little systems and processes empower you so you have a conscious knowledge that yes you can change it why your brain's trying to be self-defeating why it's trying to poke holes and then with the help of other people and a little bit of willpower and drive and your strong why, you can overcome that and rewrite the path of your emotions with, you know, into the new goals, into the new vision, into the new belief systems. So it's, it is a process and it's, it's very, very hard to do it on your own because you don't have – the one thing you cannot ever bring yourself in your own life, especially internally, is insight per, or perspective. You can't give yourself insight, a perspective. It's like proofreading a paper. Your brain's going to insert the missing words. You're always going to see it as it is, and not or see it as you th- see it, but not as it really is. So you can't bring that clarity, insight, and perspective. That's why it's really helpful to go to the coaches, the mentors, or the programs, or have someone kind of audit what you're talking about to, to show you the holes um, in your thinking. Uh, to to again address that you don't know what you don't know.
0: Hi, everyone. Dale here. I wanted to take a quick break to invite you to join us at lionsguide.com. Have you ever struggled to show up as your best when you really needed to most? Have you ever stared at your week and you just wondered, how the heck am I going to fit all this in? Or worse, have you come to the end of your week and asked, how come you didn't get done what you wanted to? Or maybe have you ever struggled to gain influence at work or home? Or have you felt as if you are a productive person, but you really don't know where you're going or what you want, so the distractions of social media or maybe Netflix take over your day? If any of that sounds like you, I want you to know that you're not alone and invite you to visit us online at lionsguide.com and subscribe to the Lions Guide newsletter or maybe even download some of our free guides to help you on your journey. The time is now to transition to the next level in your performance and personal growth and have some joy in life. Visit LionsGuy.com and subscribe today. You owe it to yourself and those most important to you to be the best version of you. Don't lose any more time. Subscribe today. I can't wait to see who you're going to become. And now back to the show. Yeah, I think that's a good testament to the power of coaching, right? You know, uh, and, and again, it, it takes you checking your ego, you know, to to, to find a coach. You know, ask, you know, oh, be vulnerable, right? Be vulnerable to not knowing or seeking help, as, as you mentioned before, and and give someone the the opportunity to help you. I guess where where was your you know uh, beginnings of it, coming to understand that? Where, where do you think that that you kind of started to recognize the power of of coaching, right? Because we we're, were all young, gone hard. We think we know it all. And there, there's this point where, <laughs> of course. We, you know, we, we, we
1: kind of realize we don't. And what, I don't know, what was that for you? I think, you know, I was an athlete growing up and in through college. And so I, I love being coached, um, you know, because you're just kind of told what to do. And what really intrinsically what I learned from that is that when you didn't believe in yourself, the coach believes in you for you. Because they recognize the potential, and they have a structure, and they have a methodology that they know they can bring out your best. So they're lending you the belief in you before you start believing in yourself, and then you start doing things, and then you start gaining and transforming, and you know, um, you know, having success and small bouts of success, which go into the belief cycle. So you try bigger and. You know things and you start believing in yourself and then it just, it it snowballs forward in a very positive way. So I think that was the the, the introduction of kind of that coaching paradigm. I don't think I was mature enough to recognize the intricacies of how it was working. I just knew that the way I operated, I I, I really kind of enjoyed like just being told what to do and being able to do it, not thinking about it because that belief was already uh, lent to me. It was already, you know, put, put in my way, um, embedded into me. I can't really think of the right words, but anyway, so that was like probably the beginnings of understanding of having the effects of being coached, uh, knowing that, um, I needed someone else to help me overcome like my rejection, my comfort zone, my limiting beliefs, my fear, my insecurities. Um, and I think that's, that's where it first started, but it didn't really start revealing itself much later in life. Um, When I kind of had a come to Jesus moment where in life I I just – I did something I didn't want to do, which was finally become self-aware to the point of looking in the mirror and really saying why are certain aspects of my life not hitting it? Why – where have I failed? Why do I continue to not do this one thing or that one thing? And it was really having to kind of like look at yourself you know, bare naked in the mirror and just to kind of expose all your faults, expose all those things. Uh, and once I was able to do that and recognize it, it gave me power to change. And then once I made that decision to change, I needed to go out and find how to change because if I knew how to change on my own, I would have done it already. Yeah, absolutely. And, and prior to that, was it, what was
0: it? Was it the, the blame game, the victim mentality, you know, what was it before that
1: realization of, of self-ownership? Uh, at, at, it w- it was that it was always kind of blaming the external. Well, this didn't happen because of this. Yeah, it was it was a blame. It was the external thing. I didn't. I wasn't ready to take responsibility and accountability uh, ultimately for things in my life, which I thought were out of my control. And I think that a lot of people have that because they don't recognize that it is in their control. Sure. And that's you know one of the, and that's when you really dive into and we talk about ego a lot. You know, there is you know one of the things that uh, when you let go of ego um, and there's also a, a great a great book I recommend to everyone called the Fifteen uh, Commitments of Conscious Leadership. Uh, By Jim Detmer. And the real, it really, there's a a shift from your, your philosophy of the world is happening to me versus the world is happening for me. To me is the blame. Um, Everything bad, uh, you know, the world's kind of attacking me. Well, Every, you know, there's two sides to every coin. When something happens, you can either go in the negative and dark and, or you can go in the positive and look at it as an opportunity. And that's when the world's happening for you. Why didn't you get that job? Because God hates you? No, because there's a better job around the corner or that wouldn't have been a good fit. You got to be real with yourself. Why didn't that person say yes or no? Like these are actually opportunities to grow and to learn. Uh, And when you have the philosophy and the attitude and the mindset of the world is happening for you you're going to take the blinders off and not recycle negativity being triggered, blame victim mentality mentality. And you're going to, you're going to start seeing, you know, the hope and the joy and the curiosity and the optimism and celebrating every aspect of life, even though it might be unpleasant at first, but how do we take, you know, the other side of the coin on this one and make it into an opportunity to grow, to learn and, and try something different. So, yeah, I think that was the, the hardest part was getting over myself and taking the, accountability and responsibility for my life and not handing it over to an external. So I could just kind of play the victim card and, you know, suffer without taking responsibility for it.
0: Yeah. I think, you know, on that point, right. You got to get the, the idea of losing out, right? Like, you know, I'm either going to win or I'm going to lose, you know, that, that to me is the victim's mentality, right? Because if you adopt a mindset of I'm I'm either going to win or I'm going to learn, Right. You're, right. You're, you're you've adopted then that that ownership, that, you know, that responsibility that, hey, sure, if I don't get it right this time, I'm going to know better what getting it right looks like or how I can get it right or how I can accomplish this goal, whatever. You, but it's a it's a it's a forward leaning mindset. Right. Um, because, look, I, listen, to be in that mindset of like I I everything happens to me, man, that is such a helpless predicament to put yourself into, right? That's
1: completely disempowering. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, no one's coming to save you, right? Like, like, we all have our stuff that we've got to deal with with this life that we're given, right? Like, <laughs> and we, at a minimum, we got to be getting ourselves through it, right? Uh, you got to, you got to build your independence, uh, not your, de- not your dependence. You want to be working away from dependence into sure. interdependence, uh, into independence. And then, interdependence comes now there, there's a there's a blend over all that of course but you know no one's come to save you you know you gotta want to save yourself and you gotta know you can all of us we, we all put our pants on us one leg at a time like we all do no one's got anything over anyone else like we all have equal opportunity to go get what we want. And no one else can define that for you. No one else can give it to you, right? Uh, Doing exactly what someone else did may serve as an example and an inspiration, but their life is theirs and your life is yours, right? It's not just, there's no formula. There's yours. There's what you are going to do to get
1: what you want out of this life. Well, I think you put it, it's that comparison mentality that you're always comparing yourself to other people. And then you, instead of And this is what I that the mentality is is that you see someone else successful, and if you have a negative limiting belief mentality that the world happens to you, you automatically think that that person you know got their wealth, fame, or their success or whatever their happiness you know by stepping on others or you know they you know because they're trying to justify their inaction. And that's really, you know, the, the hate in the world really is a projection of someone else's own securities because it's just someone else shining a light, putting a mirror in front of them and showing them what they didn't take action on, what they maybe were too afraid to do or are incongruent with their own belief set. So they project these things onto other people and start, you know, just name calling. And I, I just think that's a very limited, below the line way of thinking. I'm the first person when I see someone else who's doing something I want to do, and they could be light years ahead. My first reaction is that is awesome. Great for them. What are they doing that I'm not doing? What can I learn from them? Because I've chosen the path of being an ever learner. I could sit there and say, oh, well, that person's younger than me and has more than me and all this kind of stuff. But there's only one, you're only competing with one person in your life and that is yourself. If your goal is to be 1% better than you were yesterday, It's not – you don't go from zero to a million. You don't go from walking five feet to running a marathon. It happens over time and it requires work. Unfortunately, work in in this world is just this, you know, oh, I have to work for it. When will it become easy? Life's not easy. Get that thought out of your head. The sooner you come to terms with – that you work for what you want. And when you work, I'm telling you, nothing good, nothing of significance, nothing of importance in your life ever came to you easy. You worked for it. And how good did you feel when you earned it, when you did something and you overcame something and you put in the time, you put in the effort and it might've been bumps and bruises, but when you accomplish it, what was that reward of just that belief set that you can do it on your own? That is what we're trying to foster because once you own that, you can apply it and you can recycle that and apply it to you know more and more things and that's that's like the beauty of it but it it requires effort it requires work it requires discipline it requires things that you can skill up on to achieve the life of your dreams not in comparison with anyone else guess what no one else cares what you're doing Really, at the end of the day, they don't. They care about what they're doing. So your focus is you. How do I skill up? How do I become better for myself? Because intrinsically, when your cup is full, you can pour into others. If you don't love yourself, you can't love others. If you're poor, you can't do anything else for those who are poor. Like, think about that. You have It's the oxygen mask from the plane. What do they say? Cabin pressure, depressurizes, put the mask on yourself first and then help others. It's the same thing. That is what self-improvement, self-evolvement is all about. Evolve into the best person you can, and that's when you can pay it forward, and you can your cup is overflowing, and you can pour it into others. That's how it works. And It takes effort. It takes work. And unfortunately, that's a very unpopular idea when people are trying to control your actions and behaviors by offering you things that you haven't earned.
0: Yeah, I think in adopting that perspective of – the best version of you what does that look like you know draw literally draw it out like what is the best version of you look like i mean coming up i mean through the marine corps uh certainly through growing uh my company and, and i had an opportunity to work with a lot of young men and you know one thing i would see many times over is like this worry of of finding finding a girl finding a partner or whatever and uh just that was their focus like you know and and so when that kind of topic will come up, I would say, man, you know, you want to know how to find a great girl? Become a great guy. You know, yep. work on you. They will find you. Don't, don't, don't spend your energy running to these bars and trying to do this, that, and the other and just working hard at that. Work hard at you and you will be found, my friend. Like, you don't don't put that, that, put that energy. Definitely- into yourself. And once you've, you know, shown, I mean, general human nature is that that partner is going to come by looking for someone that they can lean on that shows that they're they're they can grow with they can support them, right? And so you got to, you've got to be that person, right? That, that's where you've got to build your
1: independence to be attracted, uh, 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 attractable. Absolutely. If you want a 10, be a 10. And that's the thing that people look at yeah. is, is that you have to be what you want to attract and what you desire in your life. And the universe will meet you halfway every time. When you work on yourself and you go towards your goal and you're open to everything, the universe will meet you halfway. It's, it's all about making a decision. It comes down – I mean, one of my favorite quotes is uh, Dr. Uh, Martin Luther King when he says, you don't need to see the whole staircase. You just need to take the first step. And that's how it works. We always want to find out the how that's not the way it works. We have to make a decision of what we really want, have a clear vision, have the intrinsic why, why does my burning desire to achieve this? And then when we, and then we create a plan for it. And, but that plan is only the first two steps. The how will reveal itself when you're open to the how. The one thing I say to my clients, and you talked about like how they evolve, we take them through what's called a new identity worksheet, which is so much fun. Um, but tell them, you know, when I talk about, you know, how they evolve when they say, oh, "I want to do this and this." I hit them with the, har- the harsh reality of saying, "Everything you want to accomplish, you will never accomplish as you are now." And they they take a pause. They get a little bit offended, but it's 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 you know on purpose. Say, "Look, if you could accomplish everything you truly want to accomplish in your life as you are now, you would have already." Absolutely. And it's, 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 you have to evolve into the person that can accomplish. That's why when we, we have this exercise exercise called the new identity worksheet, think of it as like creating a, a character, like a superhero. And you say, okay, who can accomplish your goals? You want to make a million dollars. You want the most beautiful partner in life. You want to, you know, have your kids have the freedom of this. You want to, you know, you know, help fund, you know, the poor, whatever you want to do, intrinsically pay it forward, whatever your motivation is to do whatever you want. If that's what you want, okay, what attributes of that person who can do those things, what attributes do they have? Are they up early? Are they gaining new skills? Are they networking? Are they learning this? Are they doing that? Like what skills are they, where's their mindset? Are they and in abundance? Are they open? Are they curious? Are they ever learners? What skill sets does that person, what identity of that person can accomplish those goals? Which ones don't you have? Which ones do you need to work towards to become that person who can do those things? And that's the evolution of the journey of evolving up is you have to target and identify what are your strengths and weaknesses? What do you need to adopt? What kind of mindset do you need to have? And that's how we start our clients on our journey is through that identity. What's the new identity? We challenge those beliefs. We put them in congruence with the new vision and goals. And then we help them go to the next version of 2.0. You know, we want Dale 2.0. And then when you get to Dale 2.0, guess what? We're going to Dale 3.0. You're constantly evolving, and that's just by being an ever-learner and being open and curious, just dropping the ego, dropping the baggage, and just really intrinsically keeping what's the motivation, what do I want to achieve, and then following in that path and evolving into the person that can achieve those things. Um, It's systematic. It takes time. It takes effort, um, and it's a hard road sometimes because you've got to drop intrinsic behaviors that were holding you back that you're going to hold on to because your brain's going to be a trickster and saying you're fine the way you are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's just too much good stuff to, man. No, that, that's awesome. All that's awesome. Like you want to ten, be a 10, right? You got to put into work. I mean, uh, just, just all that's just, just totally powerful stuff. Um, and I think, you know, one thing that this takes me to, you know, and, and just mindset freedom, you know, is this, this sloth of mind, right? Uh, and just, it doesn't seem that we think for ourselves
1: anymore, right? Nope. No, we, we, we don't. And that's, and, but that's, but recognizing that and being okay with it, like that's the whole thing. We're judging everything. Just be okay with what is, I mean, if you're really going on a spiritual path, you can read Eckhart Tolle and the power of now and, you know, read, you know, conscious leadership and that, you know, everything is happening, you know, for you uh, and not against you um, or to you. When we start being open to these things, we start realizing the, the value and the reality of how we can change And the minute you make the decision that, hey, look, I can change and people have changed before me, that should give you the confidence at least to take that first step and make that decision. But that's where you have to be. That's why we take our clients through a very, a five-step systematic shifts, five separate shifts that evolve them through this process so they understand the science behind it, they understand the reality, they see examples of it. And we see examples of it every day. Remember the four-minute mile, you can't break the four-minute mile. So someone did, and then hundreds of other people did. It's, I love the, there's a quote like, you know, if one man can, so can another. And that's the greatest pathway to success. We have countless examples in front of us all day of people pulling themselves up from the bootstraps, the part, you know, the old expression from, you know, the worst depravity to the highest success. And most of us aren't in those extremes. We're actually caught in that middle, that comfort zone, that things aren't bad enough. We're not starving, um, but things aren't great. But then we, we actually fight for our mediocrity by trying to rationalize contentment, saying, oh, in that comparison game. Well, yeah, yeah, you're better off than the person in the third world with flies buzzing around their head in the middle of a civil war. But you're not as good as the man or the person out there with the foundation, you know, helping hundreds of millions of people. Like the comparison game is, is, is a zero. It's a losing game it's not meant for you. Don't get stuck in that cycle. What do you want and what are you willing to do for it? Yeah. And, and that's, that's, you know, one of the big things that I
0: push, you know, is establishing clarity. I mean, it's one of the three tenets of the Lions Guide, establish clarity, right? Build your courage and lead. And you've got to have the clarity of what you want and look, make the time, make the time and sit down and challenge yourself. Like, what do, what do I love about what's going on with myself right now? How do I get more of that? What, what do I not love with what's it, going on? How do, I, how do I push that out of my life, right?
1: And, and who do I want to be? That that's what the first thing. The first thing we do with our clients is self awareness. Is take lock, stock, and barrel of every aspect of your life and be honest with you. We're so thinking that someone's grading our paper behind us. We're so giving the answer of what we think other people will want to hear to put us in the best light. And I I, I challenge people to strip that away. If you're effing up in some area of your life, own it. Once you take ownership and accountability and responsibility for your life. Guess what? You now have given yourself permission and the power to change it. We are not – our past is a locked door. We cannot change it. We can change what we do in the present to create our new future. Anyone can. And that's the power of it. Once you own it, you can change it. And that's – there's beauty. It is hard to look at yourself in the mirror and call yourself out. But once you do, you're giving you're – reempowering yourself. And I cannot stress that enough. Own your crap leave it at the door, come to terms with it, figure out why you did it, and then get on the path to changing your behaviors, your habits, your mindset. And now your, your entire life will change because you'll create the identity of what you want to accomplish. And clarity is so integral. It's like anything else. How are you going to hit your target if you don't even know where it is? Absolutely. I mean, you,
0: you can't. Yeah, you exactly. Can. and, um, and- in getting that clarity, that to me, you know, uh, it's cyclical with getting the courage, right? Like so, you talked about earlier, like you build a competence that builds your confidence, and also the more clarity you get, right? So, okay, I want this this big thing, right? Okay, well, what what does that look like? Okay, let's start reverse engineering that. How how do we get there, right? And in that look, just do it on paper. <laughs> do it on paper. No one says you got to do anything. Get get a notepad. Get a freaking pencil, close that freaking laptop, go undistracted, right? Start putting it down. Okay, what does it look like? All right, let's start drawing the map, babe. What, <laughs> how, how do we get there? What do we gotta do? You know, and, and that in itself, right? Getting that clarity of who you wanna be or where you wanna go and start, like you said earlier, with the steps, right? Just, okay, what is the first step? Well, I, I need to act and do this, but I don't know how to do that. Well, actually, your first step is not to act. Your first step is to learn, right? Yeah.
1: It's, how to act, right? The first step is the decision. Do you want to change your life? Yes or no? Yeah. It's if you don't, then stop bitching about it. I I mean, honestly, like seriously, don't wallow in it. Don't have cognitive dissonance. Don't just recycle the negative behavior to get offended and triggered by everyone else out there who's doing something that you want to do, but are too afraid to do. And that's not a judgment. It's just own your decisions. Like we have, you know, in in health uh, coaching world, we have a thing called stop, challenge and choose. You know, if you're about to do something that's in, not congruent with your goals, stop. Are you where you want to be? No, then choose something different, or challenge that behavior, and then choose something different. But if you choose to have a behavior that's going to keep you in the place that you currently are, say this is my decision. I own the decision, and stop thinking about it. Why worry about something you're not going to change? Like if if it if it's eating at you every single morning, then do something about it. Like it, it's just you know, shit or get off the pot. You know, I hate to be callous, but and I understand it it, it takes courage. But it, it, you know, this is your one swing at bat as I get older. So one thing I realize, and I've read, you know, so many books and there's been interviews with people who are at the old age home and their, you know, twilight, golden years passing on to the next realm and their greatest regret. The f- number one regret is not spending more time with family and keeping friends. Uh, the second one is not taking a chance on what they really wanted to do. There's an absolute regret. They're on their, you know, deathbeds regretting that they didn't take a chance. That they didn't have the courage to try something new, or multiple times try something new in their life, and at that point it, it's too late. It's too late. I don't want to be that person. I this is my one swing at bat. I'm going to swing, and I I may strike out a hundred times, but I rather I rather leave this world knowing that I tried than being in the complacency of paralysis. Right. Absolutely. And
0: and and, and you know the freedom, you know of like you said, owning your own stuff, owning your, the things that you don't like in life or the mistakes you've made. And once you just own it and face it and say, Hey, I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. I made mistakes, but I'm not that person anymore. Right. I'm a new person now. Right. I I wouldn't make that mistake again. Good. Great. Give yourself the pass. You're good, man. You're good. You did. You learned your lesson. Now let's move on. Let's go. Let's go. Don't carry that. Right. Let it go. And that that's, freeing in itself you know just you gotta you gotta get rid of this weight of carrying your crap around and the minute you start facing it and owning it going yep this part of my life is screwed up and like you said i'm ready to fix it okay what what does life look like when i fix this okay and and here's another one because you tapped on this earlier the power of necessity right so yeah we're in this comfort zone and we can get away with a lot But, uh, you know, a great technique is, you know, sit down and say, okay, great. You got a vision on what your life looks like if you do do this, right? You do overcome this, whatever. What does life look like if you don't, right? What is, let's start building some necessity, right? Sure, you're in a comfort zone and sure, you know, pie in the sky, you want to do X, but let's, let's talk about what happens if you don't do it. What does your life look like, right? If you don't start, let's make the easy stuff, right? If you don't start exercising and dieting now, what are you going to look like in five years? Right. If you don't if you don't start doing it now, not not next year, not not at New Year's. Right. If you don't start doing it now, what what, what are you going to look like? How much farther a hole do you got to dig out of? Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's the whole thing is you got to put yourself in a state of pain. And, and typically people only, you know, it's like going to the doctor. You only go when something's broken or you're in pain or there's a symptom that's so aggressive that you need help on and that's where most of us face life in until we hit rock bottom in some area of our life whether it's you know relationships finance you know spiritual crisis whatever it is until we hit that rock bottom we usually you know don't seek help and that's why you know preventative care is always dismissed until the emergency arises. And a lot of times there's already permanent damage. So you've got to artificially create that pain while you're in the comfort zone to allow it to be a catalyst to take action. And so, yeah, having those exercises of writing pros and cons of what I do or what, what is it going to look like in five years and how are you going to get there? And reverse engineering is, is a very conscious way of looking at the reality. It's like saying, oh, you know, I want to be thin and in shape for summer. Well, sorry, it's, the summer's here. That, that decision should have been made in January. It doesn't mean you can't start now, but it's setting the expect rules. Hey, yeah, I want to lose 50 pounds. How am I going to do that? It's going to take five months, you know, but it starts today. It always starts in the now. They always say, when's the best time to do anything? You know, uh, well, tw- you know, when's, or, what was the question? When's the best time to plant a tree? 20 years ago. When's the second best time? Now. It's always now. It's the power of now. It's, it's do it in the present moment and make the decision and take the action. That's the only thing that's going to change. It's the only thing that's going to forecast your future is what you do in the present. That's what dictates it. Um, and that's just a reality. And a lot of people don't want to face that. They push it out. Um, that's why, you know, you know, great authors of you know, productivity and efficiency don't, don't forecast based on a year out or three years or five years. They forecast in micro segments, and they create you know goals to achieve in the in the week, in the three weeks, in the six weeks, in the twelve weeks. And what that does, it makes you you know hyper efficient uh, because you can't push it off. If you have to say, oh, I'm going to uh, do something, and this year by the end of this year, uh, I'll be X. Every month you're going to push it off. I still have six months left. I still have five months left. I still have four months left. But if it's due in a week. Think about how much productivity you have before you go on vacation. Let's say you're in a nine to five job; you get three weeks worth of work done in one week because you're going on vacation. Now, what if you put that pressure on yourself every day, in a healthy way, constructive environment, by you know in, you know instituting those efficiencies that you did when you were hard pressed, when you were in that pain, when you were in that strong desire? or Why you're going to get ten times as much done, and you're going to feel so much better about yourself, and you're going to reap those rewards. You go on vacation. It just it's a matter of perspective. And too too often we you don't know what you don't know. You don't know that there's these construct, that there are these methods of deconstructing how you think, reconstructing it to a different pathway, evolving into a better self. You you feel stuck because you you only know what you know. And and that's getting you only so far. And it goes down to the old Tony Robbins thing. If you continue to do what you've always done, you get what you always got. So it's just it's I know it's hard. I mean, there's so many people have vacillated. I you know, it took me years and years to make decisions and then years on top of them to actually execute them. I loved living in the fantasy world of making decisions, buying that course, investing in this, and then not executing on it because it just temporarily assuaged. It was like having that drink, it nubbed my mind, it made me feel like I was actually doing something when I wasn't. I think we've all been there to some some degree. We like to bullshit ourselves and tell a bullshit story that makes us feel good temporarily thinking we're doing something when we really aren't. We're just kind of masking our insecurities and just covering them up temporarily and not achieving. And we're no no further than we were last year or five years ago. And if you start putting yourself in that perspective, you'll absolutely start feeling the pain. What, Dale, you just talked about putting it on paper. What is the pain? Where was I last year? Where was I now? Where am I now? And if there is no diff- difference and it's worse, you should actually have – mental anguish over it in a positive way to hopefully get you off your ass to say, I'm going to make a change. And, but guess what? Your brain's going to be a trickster. it It's near impossible to make a change out of sheer willpower because it's fleeting. It won't last and it's not sustainable. This is why there are mentors and there are coaches and there are communities and there are groups to find comfort, inspiration, accountability in those to help you overcome your own self getting in the way as you evolve to the person that can tackle all the goals, all the obstacles and overcome them to become the person that's going to meet your life the way it was designed to be. I love it. I love
0: it. Well, Hey, that's, that's powerful note. And I think, you know, we can go on for another hour (laughs) and we will, I mean, we're going to get back (laughs) together again because we we can go on, but I think, man, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, You know, how, how can people find you connect with you?
1: Oh, perfect. Yeah. No, no. I appreciate it. I love of being on here. I love discussing with you. You you have so much to offer and I, I love being a student as well as a, a teacher in this in this realm. We all can learn from each other. Uh, easiest way is just go to my website, LukeHarlan.com, L-U-K-E-H-A-R-L-A-N.com. That's where you can learn about uh, my mindset coaching program, my mindset freedom, uh, my health coaching program, um, and that's really what I'm about is helping people transform into the best versions of themselves, uh, so they can show up and live their optimal lives, however they, however they decide they want it to be. Um, obviously, from the site, you can connect with me on social media. Uh, I'm always happy to talk to people, have a conversation, and see if I can help or point them in the right direction. I believe intrinsically, uh, with my whole heart, that everyone. Uh, it has something to give and offer. Uh, we were not put on this earth uh, to be mediocre at all. We're there to be extraordinary. Uh, we are given free will. We are given such an amazing opportunity with the power of our brains. Um, and I just love to connect. So Luke That's
0: awesome. Yeah, check it out. And uh, that's it, my friend. So thank you very much. Uh, thank you for your service in this regard. Right. I mean, you said it and, and just get helping people you know, we just need more soldiers in the good fight here. You know, yeah, absolutely, uh, we need more soldiers in a good fight. There's so much negativity out there. So I, I thank you. I, your stuff's really powerful. You've, you've always struck me. Like I said, you, you, you pushed me where I needed to go. So I know uh, you serve well in that regard. So, so thank you for that.
1: Uh, you're well, the, the only last thing I'll leave you on is uh, something I have written on my wall. It's called uh, be the light that you seek to follow and take a pause for that. Be the light you seek to follow. When we become exactly who we want to be, we'll lead lead others and ourselves. Like, again, if your cup is full, you can pour it into others. Uh, And that's a life of service and impact that I think we are all wired for.
0: I love it. I love it. Mindset Freedom with Luke Harlan. Check it out. All
1: right. Thanks, Luke. Uh, You're welcome, Dale. Thank you.